Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we're talking about how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest it, and why use a team. And today we have a very interesting topic around making money, and I'm going to add some teamwork in there. And with the money you make, uh, in our money rules, we would want you to start thinking about what you want to do to invest it. But direct sales has been an industry that has made many people billionaires, that has made multi-multi-millionaires, yet still in a couple countries that are here in this great United States, it's a stigma, and there's a huge stigma about it. So uh, with me today, I have Janine, who is an expert. In fact, I was just on her podcast, the Flip Flop CEOs, and just an amazing perspective about direct sales, and we will speak to some women and why direct sales should be something that you do or add on to what you're doing. So Janine, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, talk a little bit about your background. Tell us who you are, why direct sales uh, was the the niche you picked to then come uh, educate and teach us more about. Well, I was actually, uh, I call myself the biggest skeptic on the planet, I was in the corporate world for 30 years, and um, my daughter, after graduating from college, got a couple of great jobs right out of college, and she was miserable. She would cry every Sunday night. She could not understand how people did this, and she had absolutely a great job. It was, you know, she was making 60000 right out of college. She was in sales, had a lot of flexibility, but she was miserable, and I just, you know, realized that some people are not cut out for the cubicle world, as we were talking about earlier. So she discovered, she went to a meeting, discovered network marketing and thought, oh my gosh, my mom and I can do this together. So she came home and told me about it and I wanted nothing to do with it. And she was in shock. She could not understand because I'd always encouraged her that she could do whatever she put her mind to. And so she was shocked. And I explained to her that it is not what you think it is. Run the other way and just stay away from it. And so we battled for a year and um, after a year of, of me just absolutely refusing to even listen to anything because I had had an experience 30 plus years ago, the bait and switch. I was invited over to someone's house for dinner. I got there. There were cars parked out front. I thought I was the only guest. And I went in and there were the circle charts drawn. And I just was so angry that I had been lied to. And, um, you know, it just really left a bad taste in my mouth for network marketing. So then I finally decided to do my due diligence and look into it so that I could show uh, Lori how naive she was being. (laughs) And as I did that, I realized that that was an experience and that wasn't the whole, you know, profession. And so I immediately, like a light switch, just kind of went from, I will never do this to, 
I think I was born to do this. <laughs> and so um, I jumped in with her. We did really well in you know our first year. We both had our um, separate businesses, but we worked them very side by side. And what happened was that I realized that there are a lot of other people, especially my age, that are baby boomers, that have had that experience that I had and are very turned off and, and are refusing to update their beliefs. And so we were in a mastermind group and the mastermind group said, you have got to write a book. You are so passionate about this. And so we set out on a different journey, never wanted to write a book, never thought we would be <laughs> authors. And we did. So we wrote The Flip Flop CEO, which is a sassy girlfriend to girlfriend style book that sets the record straight. We call out every elephant in the room and address it. So then after that, we had people that said, you know, okay, network marketing seems okay, but how would I know how to choose a company? How would I know if I would be good at this? My background is sales or a nurse or a teacher. So the second book we wrote is Does the Shoe Fit? And it basically um, compares the nine to five world with network marketing because there's such different worlds and helps people evaluate whether or not they think that they would be good at this. So awesome. I love that story. I didn't know that story. So can you talk a little bit about the elephants in the room? Let's talk about like the obstacles and having traveled all over the world. Like I have been in, in cities around the world who just like you have a Starbucks, uh, just like you have a McDonald's is just like you have a brick and mortar for a direct sales company, whether it's a product or a service. I have seen it amplified in, in countries and cities where here we are in America obvious elephant in the room. So start with that as one of the biggest elephants and what do you think is going on? And then share with us more. Yeah, you know, it's just, I think that the problem is that that it is a very convoluted subject. It's a, it, it takes discernment. Um, you know, it is a virtual um, franchise. It's a franchise in a box. And it, it, it's so different than people's perception of it. And it is my passion because I spent 30 years in corporate America, you know, going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark and not being able to be there for my kids and, and all of those things. I just want to really bring clarity to this topic and allow people to talk about it and and have respect for it. And we go through in the book, you know, all the typical myths, you know, this is a pyramid, you have to know a lot of people, you have to use your friends, you know, just a lot of the the typical things. But I think as I've been sort of involved in I kind of have gotten involved in LinkedIn a little bit more to kind of see what the temperature is, if you will, there um, about network marketing these days. And I'm finding that there is still so many misconceptions and, and that gap is so wide. And there are so many people that are searching for exactly what this is, but they don't recognize it because of the myths. So, you know, I think one of the biggest myths, I would say from just a practical standpoint with people that are in corporate America, if you will, is that there is this perception that only a few people succeed. There's only a few people at the top and everybody else fails. And so there's a real lack of clarity about how many people do well. I mean, not everybody's goals are the same. And, you know, I like to talk about the fact that, you know, corporate America is more of a pyramid. There's one CEO at the top, the other people. I love that. 
the other people don't have the same opportunity. If I'm a receptionist, I don't have the same opportunity to make a CEO income. And yet in network marketing, that's exactly the way the business model works. So I think that a lot of people that are looking for this, I mean, it's not even on their radar screen because of the misconceptions and the stigma. And I think, you know, one of the things is that they think that only a couple of people at the top are the ones that succeed. I think that there's also a huge misconception about the earning potential in this business. I think a lot of professionals see this business as kind of hobby money and believe that people can only make a little bit of extra money. And again, there are so many statistics that are out there that are misrepresentative, even the high failure rate. When you think about that or the few people that make a lot of money, what happens is that there's a lot of people that join network marketing companies just so they can get a discount. They love the products. They want to get the deepest discount they can. So they sign up. They're never really expecting to do the business. Um, And those people get kind of thrown into the mix of numbers that skew the numbers to make it look like, you know, only a few people are making very much money. And we, we hear about kind of the rock stars at the top of the company, but we don't, we don't hear about all of the people that are like Lori and I were that managed to replace their corporate income, but do it by planning their work around their life instead of their life around their work and doing it in their flip-flops from wherever they are. So there's a lot of different levels of success that people don't ever hear about. And then I would say, you know, a third really big myth that is, I think, prevalent for professionals especially, is that they assume that all network marketing companies are the same. And I think what happens a lot is that people get kind of drug into this business with a friend. The friend finds out about it, gets all excited and says, come on, let's go do this. And they kind of come in the back door. And the friend may not even know what they're doing. So it's the blind leading the blind. But it really is that neither of them respects what they're holding, the opportunity that they're holding. And so most people are um, doing this business or have a taste of this business or a slight experience without ever having really understood it. It's kind of like getting thrown into a franchise and, and not even, you know, knowing what you're doing. I mean, it really is very, very misunderstood. And so because of that, somebody will have a little experience and then they'll think, oh, I've tried network marketing. It doesn't work for me. And then they go on and then that's the end of it because they're kind of lumping all the companies and everything all together. So front face that. So instead of the misunderstanding, if you could pitch it, right? And I'll give you a little moment to put it like, your thoughts together. If you could pitch it and say, this is what it is. And this is why it's critical for someone, I'm going to say from a revenue standpoint and to add, you know, revenue. And for those of you listening who've been on my podcast for a long time, I've owned part of four of them. I am currently very active in three, solicited daily. Influencers and gurus are being asked to join at the highest level to bring our influence to build these companies and build them around the world. So it's not a light like off, you know, you want some, like you said, extra lunch money. Uh, when we're talking about it, we're talking, you know, about six, seven figure earners. So with that kind of framing of it even as a bigger, better opportunity, like I know the guy that I'm working with right now, I mean, he was an investment banker. 
is making more in a direct sales company than that. So if you're going to say, let's leave the elephant behind and you're going to pitch us, why and what can it do for us? Like do a front facing, like you're going to sell us. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, I think first of all, with COVID happening um, and us being in, in the midst of this pandemic, so many people have realized that, you know, I think a lot of people are employees because they they want the security of being an employee. And I think we've all realized that that is not security. I mean, we really need to own our own destiny. So I think for the people that are that are out there right now that are searching for a way to have more control over their future and not feel so vulnerable, this is an opportunity to have an online international virtual business in a box without the high price tag. So it's like a franchise, but but again, it's not taken seriously because the price tag is so low. And because the barrier to entry is so low, it attracts a lot of people. Most of the time, if you had a situation, when we have a situation where the income potential is as great as it is in this business, there's a lot of criteria that people have to go through. You have to have degrees, you have to have experience, you have to, you know, all these things that um, keep a lot of people out. And so with this business, if you're breathing and you have a social security card, uh-huh. you can you can get a business. So you end up with a lot of people that are diluting uh, what's going on in, in this profession. So, you know, for people that are looking for a way to have more control over their own destiny, this is a business that can be grown alongside of what you're currently doing. You don't have to quit your job. In fact, it's a lot better if you don't. Lori did. And that was that was not the smartest thing to do. But you can do it alongside of what you're doing. And people that are successful in business are successful in this business because they typically um, have the time management skills. Um, they recognize a good you know, income opportunity when they see it. When people really understand it, when I first understood it, I thought, oh my gosh, there's going to be no one doing any other kind of job. If everyone knew about this, everyone would quit what they're doing and do this because it allows you to own your life, to control your time, and and you can work on your own schedule. So I really do plan my work around my life instead of my life around my work. I travel in an RV. We fly fish. I am here today working, but tomorrow I'll be out fishing. So the the flexibility and freedom that people are seeking is here. And you can make as much or as little as you want to earn. I mean, it's totally up to you. The sky is the limit and there's no glass ceiling. So it's really, I think, you know, the, the freedom, flexibility, income potential, And I think one of the things that we don't talk about a lot is that it is creating residual ongoing income. So it's instead of trading time for a paycheck, after spending 30 years in corporate America, I had nothing to show when my company was sold. I had nothing to show for my 10 years that I was there of hard work. And this is a business where I am still being paid for the work that I did 15 years ago when I first got started. So it's you're building an asset, you're building asset income, 
And that business also in many companies can be willed to your heirs. So it's, you know, it's an asset that you're actually passing down to your family. So it's very, very different than trading time for money. It's a new concept for a lot of people because we are so, we have blinders on. We have been taught that the right thing to do is to go to school and get a job. And and that, I, I think we're all realizing that that map we're following is not leading us where we want to go. So this is an opportunity to really own your life and have time and money, which most people don't have. Well, and the other thing too, for those of you that know the work of the millionaire maker and how we teach is this is a legitimate business, which you can put it, you know, a corporate structure around, do legal deductions, take business trips, promote it anywhere in the world, which allows you to travel. So there's a lot of strategy when you get higher strategy in our wealth building. As long as they are open in that country, there's no reason you can't go to that country as long as you've done the appropriate meetings that are necessary by the tax code. So, and then as you said, Janine, there is a legacy where you can pass it on. Yeah. Massive opportunities. Let's talk a little bit now about how do you pick one? There are so many. Before we talk about that, though, I do want you to speak to the statistic that around 80% fail, right? So then you're going to have the naysayers talking about, yeah, but it's a failing thing. So maybe address, you know, why some of that you see fail. And as you're selecting, how do you avoid picking one that might fail? And what do you look for on the selection? Yeah, you know, I think the um, the failure rate is is actually you know even higher than that, and and again, I think a lot of it is because when those numbers are calculated, the numbers are not accurate to begin with because those numbers encompass all of the people, whether the person signed up just to get a discount or whether the person signed up and was really fully invested and ready to start a business. So everyone gets lumped together. I think if you look at anything in life, if we look at any kind of numbers, there's only a small percentage of people that rise to the top of anything. I like to compare this business um, to joining a gym. You know, when we join a gym, there are the people that join the gym on on January 1st and they sign up and they pay their membership and they never go. And then there are the people that join the gym and they go for two weeks and they go, oh, it, it really didn't work for me because they're still doing all of the other bad habit things that they're doing. And there, there are very few people that join a gym and hire a personal trainer and put in the work and, you know, two years later or whatever are, are really in great physical condition, have really changed their bodies. You know, so it really is not any different than anything in life, any other scenario that we could compare it to. And I think, again, a lot of people that don't succeed financially, it's because they never, if we really interviewed people, if we, you know, talked to a bunch of people that said that they had tried network marketing and it didn't work for them, if we really interviewed them and asked them, did you treat this like a business? If you had been hired by the company that you work for and you had put the same effort into this as you did into that, would you still have a job? Most people don't treat it like a real business. So that hopefully kind of helps the the high failure rate issue. Well, and I love that last statement because I think 
like so many things, if people don't get, you know, get a success in some area, there's an excuse why that didn't happen versus looking internal and saying, you know, what didn't I do and what didn't I apply? Janine, in our short time left, talk about how do you select one? What are some components, criteria that, you know, have it be a good match? I want to just kind of speak very briefly to one thing. You've mentioned direct sales, and there really is a difference between direct sales and network marketing. And that's something that isn't talked about very much because direct sales and network marketing are all part of the Direct Selling Association. And the DSA.org is a good place to go to look at companies and to um, you know find the top companies that are reputable. It depends on what your goals are. If your goals are right now money versus long-term money, then maybe direct sales might be the right way to go because that's more of a I'm selling to you one and done kind of thing. Whereas with network marketing, we're typically building a network of consumers, people that are going to shop and reshop and and order over and over again. And that's how you're going to really um, create residual long-term ongoing income. That's just one of the examples of all of the things that are kind of lumped together and confused. So I would say you want to look for a company that provides consumable products, in my opinion, if you're looking for long-term residual income. If you are selling products that people don't need to buy on an ongoing basis, I mean, like with shampoo, I wash my hair, it goes down the drain, I need more, Um, skincare, protein shakes, whatever. Um, So those are all things that people are going to reuse over and over again. So you really want to find something that you believe in, that you get hooked on yourself. Um, I always say, and this is kind of a weird thing to say probably, but when I first got started... I did not want my friends to think they were doing me a favor by buying something from me. So I used what I called the drug dealer approach. I would give them something that I knew they would fall in love with that was amazing and that they wouldn't want to be without and say, use this for a week. If you don't like it, give it back to me. If you do, then I'm going to show you how to buy it at a discount. And so if you can do that with products that that you've used and you believe in, that is really, really important too. And that's a factor that I think with the situation I I referred to earlier, where your friend brings you into the business, a lot of people get brought into the wrong company, you know, to start out with, because they didn't approach it the way someone would approach this if they were going to buy a franchise. Um, You know, they didn't look at at everything with the, through the, those same lens. So, um, I believe there there is a a large fallout ratio with um, kind of startup companies. Not all companies are going to uh, last, you know, forever. Um, so I think you know a company that is five years or older is a really good thing. And there's there obviously every company that is forty years or older started out, you know, as a new company. So it's hard to lump everything together. But you know, if you can get longevity you're typically dealing with a safer company as far as they're going to be around. And, you know, really think about who your audience is, who's your circle of influence, who are you going to be able to provide a solution for? Because really the products and the business 
are solutions. That's what we're in the business of doing is being a solution provider. And um, except we really get to wear two hats. We get to wear the hat of a solution um, being the product, but we also get to wear the hat of the financial freedom that um, the business can offer to someone. So it's really important to um, to really find something that you're passionate about, I believe, because then you're going to be able to do it authentically. And I would, you know, interview people. So if you, if you narrow it down to, you know, three companies, find people that are in the company and interview them, find out what, how they do the business and what it looks like, you know, what's a typical day and what, what would be required of them. And really you want to find something that is going to fit into your lifestyle. That's going to be, very authentic to you and that you're going to be excited to represent. So you have two books. You have an amazing podcast that I'm going to be aired on shortly. What would be like a first step? So somebody's listening to our interview says, okay, I'm in, you gave a .org site. What else would be some first steps for someone listening to take some action? Yes. And thank you for mentioning the podcast. That's something that we just started. It's called MLM You Decide. And that is because there is so much negativity out there. And so we wanted to um, provide a resource to show the other side, to tell the other side of the story. So that would be something I would listen to. And then I really do think um, the Flip-Flop CEO is a generic book. It does not endorse any particular company. In fact, we have stories from about... 30 different companies from people from different companies um, represented. We don't mention company names. So the Flip-Flop CEO is going to give you a really good overview of what network marketing is and what it is not. And does the shoe fit, you know, again, is a resource that is going to help you decide. And I'm not just pushing books, honestly. The reason we decided to write these books is because there are not a lot, I don't know of any other books that are completely generic, that are not um, tied to a company or someone really kind of promoting a company. And in this business, it's hard because you are usually finding out about network marketing from a friend that has a bias. They want you to join their company. And so you're not getting completely objective information. So you really want to seek out objective information. And Our two books were written to enlighten people who don't know anything about network marketing or those that are skeptical and have had a bad experience. And MLM, You Decide, was created for the same reason. Well, Janine, we have to wrap. Um, I will definitely have you, uh, Laura, your partner back to uh, continue the dialogue as we uh, continue through this economic time, I'm going to call it. Um, I don't know, but a pandemic's... uh, I think that's pretty far out there. How about an outbreak? I'm going to go a little lesser um, (laughs) in the category, but I think people need to make money. I think it's a time in uh, our history where people can decide how they want to work, where they want to work more than they've ever. I don't even know that there would be another time that they had so much flexibility to design your life. And uh, a huge fan of network marketing, direct selling. Appreciate you being on. And again, we will put in the show notes um, the different links and how to connect. And for my podcast, as always, go to asklaurel.com. It's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, asklaurel.com. Ask a question, make a request, and we are right here. Again, join our Millionaires in Training Facebook group. It is one of the most active growing groups uh, out on Facebook. Thousands and thousands of people 
looking to be millionaires in training or are millionaires looking for either more cash flow, less taxes, and less lazy assets. So it's been great to be with you. And again, uh, off to another series, another session on the World's Real Money Talks. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Thank you.